Hello, everyone. Welcome to Popcast on the Rocks. Uh, it's episode 36. Uh, Halloween just happened. I'm John. I'm joined by Andrea again. How are you? Good. Happy Halloween still. I'm hanging on. It's Halloween yeah, weekend. Right? <laughs> yeah. If, if I resist it long enough, it's not November. Isn't it? Doesn't it seem weird? For me, anyways, I always try to do that, hold on a while. But it just seems like a complete shift. Like it's just over. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. I, you know, like Christmas, I think you can make last longer. It seems mm -hmm. because New Year's is coming yet. Or right. Something. Right. So. Well, and I feel like there's there's so much more leniency for leaving up like Christmas decorations and you know like people not taking down their trees right away. So you can mm -hmm. sort of stretch that holiday into. January, maybe February, but yeah, like everything else, it's like you get like the day and then you have to like take it all down. It's such yeah. a bummer. That's, that's why we try to start early and yeah. we try to get, uh, get decorated. So it's up plenty for plenty of time there, but for but yeah. sure. Yeah. For me, the whole month of October is fair game for, for mm -hmm. celebrating Halloween. So even though it, you know, you're supposed to kind of end it on Halloween, at least I've got like pre-celebration. Yep. Well, I did plenty of celebrating yesterday, so I'm just drinking soda today. <laughs> some pop. That's all right. I've also got some like sparkly fizzy water, you know, mm -hmm. orange, orange colors on my can. So I'm still there. Still Halloween-y. Nice. <laughs> yeah, this is a, it's called Bubble Up. Uh, Bubble Up. And it's, yeah. Where's that from? It's, it's odd looking. It. I got it from uh, uh, Hy-Vee. Oh, okay. At a kind of different section of different sodas. Sure. It's from, I guess, the Dad's Root Beer Company. I have not heard of that. Any good? I mean, what is it? Is it like a 7-Up kind of? Yeah, yeah, it is. Analog? Yep. Okay, sure. Mm -hmm. yep. Makes sense. Up in the name. Yep. So. Um... So yeah, not adhering to either neither National Champagne Day, Champagne <laughs> Day, or International Stout Day. No, I'll, and I love how they're they're two wildly different drinks. Yeah. Like you think of one like light bubbly, which we're we're both kind of doing with our soda and our our sparkly mm -hmm. water, uh, but then yeah, like a total opposite of the drink spectrum, just like a heavy stout. So I just think yep. it's funny. So. Um, I do. Well, I, how... I promised you before we move on, I promised you Halloween trivia. So oh, from last okay. week's episode. So even though I don't have drink trivia, I have Halloween trivia that is um, all to do with timelines. So because yeah. you, you quizzed me on my history last time. So uh, I have for you, when is Halloween thought to have been her originated? And now think of not when. like trick or not like trick or treating like modern day Halloween like kids dressing up and stuff like yeah. that, but like pagan celebration. Right. I feel like I've heard this at some point. <laughs> um, I'll give you a little hint. It's far older than you would think. Okay. Um. Hmm. Okay. Um, I'm going to say, wow, um, like, at, it, we're, we're in, we're in BC, right? Yes. Yes. I will definitely okay, give you yeah. that it's BC. Yeah. Um, I'll say like 1200 BC. Not bad. Not bad. Older than that. Oh, okay. Do you want um, one more guess? All right, uh, 1450 BC. Ooh, older than that, it's 4000 BC. Oh my God! Right? Okay. <laughs> I was okay. absolutely shocked. <laughs> so yeah, 4000 BC. I've listened to a, I've listened to a podcast. I know I have on like the history mm -hmm. of Halloween. So I'm sure they talked about like, you know, wearing different things on your head and stuff. Um, yeah. setting out things to ward away spirits and whatever, but yeah, it's yeah. definitely gone through like several iterations of a holiday, you know, mm -hmm. and like, and different traditions. So 
I mean, I don't, I don't know how, how much, you know, we might even recognize from, from celebrating Halloween in 4,000 BC, but that's, that's like the earliest, like, you know, kind of traditional celebration that they can find. Like Germanic kind of. Celtic. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yep. So, so yeah. Cool. So that's how old Halloween is. Yeah, it's crazy. It is. Yeah, crazy. I just thought it was pretty cool. Yeah. No, we try to do a little like our Christmas becomes more of a traditional Christmas in a lot of ways too. Mm-hmm. Like it's fun looking at the old traditions that where a lot of things came from, yeah. winter sol- solstice things. Yeah. Like um, instead of boughs of holly, you you can string uh, intestines of animals. I mean, <laughs> That's, that's where that came from. So quite a change. We haven't done that. We have not done that. But I mean, but you know that you could. It's an option. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like bringing a little bit of the uh, Halloween spirit into Christmas, which we're, we'll kind I of know. talk about later in the show. So how yeah. fitting. Yep. Yep. All right. Well, in news, before we get to some scary things, uh, Mm -hmm. unfortunately, Halloween got kicked off with some sad news. Yeah. Sure. Sir Sean Connery Mm -hmm. has died. He has 90 years old. I mean, I I kind of forgot how old he was. You know, we hadn't seen him in a while. And so I just sort of Mm -hmm. had this picture in my mind from like maybe the last time I'd really seen him out about in Hollywood kind of late 70s early 80s and i just hadn't remembered that he was that old so it just took me a little bit by surprise but yeah very sad i kind of liked that you know he sort of retired and then Mm -hmm. his last time and really actually did retire yeah whatever he did he just went away and his own thing i the last i remember seeing him he was doing like uh he was modeling for gucci or some handbag sure okay like, like uh yeah but that was probably a decade ago already. Yeah, yeah, I know. Um, I was looking into it a little bit, and um, you know, he really did. Like you said, he he decided he was going to retire from the entertainment world, and did. Um, and then he kind of spent the last decade working for um, Scottish independence uh, from the UK. Mm-hmm. Like that was his idea, you know, like or not his idea, obviously, but his idea for Scotland that he really was passionate about was becoming an independent nation. So. That's kind of what he he had been doing, um, which I think is cool. Yeah, never never heard that. Yeah, I was doing a lot of like behind the scenes, you know, not trying to bring too much of his star power, you know, kind of be right. too much of a celebrity about it. So I think that was money, pretty cool. Money to the people he wants and stuff. Yeah, so. yeah. Okay. So, but very, very, very it, sad. Um, we both kind of had the same reaction, you know, kind of pulled us to go back and like think about watching some of his early work, obviously the original mm-hmm. James Bond, you know, just so iconic. Yep. Yeah. It would um, be nice if the new Bond film would come out and that would be doubly good excuse right. to some more. Uh, <laughs> I also really liked him as um, uh, Indiana Jones's father. He was so Oh good. yeah. Yeah. I forgot good. about that. So yeah. different. It's it's not my uh my favorite Indiana Jones movie, but I love him in it. Yep. Mm-hmm. He's so good. It fits so well. Yep. Well, pour one out for Sir Sean Connery. Mm-hmm. Watch a few Bond movies. That's so. right. Um, in way happier news, like, <laughs> um, miles and miles happier news, uh, Mandalorian season two has begun on Disney plus. That's right. That's right. Mm-hmm. Have you begun watching so, yet? Or are you waiting for me? I, I have seen, there's only one episode out right now. I, I'm assuming it's going to be one a week. Mm-hmm. And so, yes, I did watch this, um, I was worried already about spoilers. Okay. I saw one screen just going through YouTube. Hap saw one screen that uh, um, was verging on spoilery to me when I don't want to <laughs> know anything. So. Sure. Sure. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's always tough. I mean, you just it, it becomes so unavoidable. 
everybody's got something everywhere and it's just like even if you don't mean to yep. see it you see something you're like no so yep what do you think off to a strong start yep good missing first start yeah mm -hmm. good uh it's hard because my hopes are so high so we'll <laughs> see that was good um a few video game stories um Cyberpunk 2077, I guess it's not news at this point, really, but it's been delayed till December. Right. So they're in trouble getting it working on the current-gen consoles well, I guess, or good enough. So mm -hmm. that's delayed. Um, Nintendo did a little, like, short Nintendo Direct, and uh, yeah. of note in that was the Control, the game, Ultimate Edition, but the Cloud version, because that's a high-demand game that's... Mm -hmm. um, been well received well they're letting it like you can buy it to stream it to your switch now oh nice um, and kind of came out of nowhere um and it really sort of opens up again it's that start if of the doesn't matter what device you're gonna have you know mm -hmm. you're gonna be able to play what you want where you want as long as mm -hmm. you have a good enough internet connection <laughs> and um so yeah kind of nice. cool Maybe they won't be left out of the cloud streaming you know, <laughs> future. Right, putting, the, putting their toe in there, see how it goes. Yep. And then a story I figured you and Chris would be excited about. Yes. Uh, as we like, start to transition back to television and movies and stuff. Assassin's Creed, they are making a live action series for Netflix. I am cautiously excited. Having mm -hmm. seen the Assassin's Creed movie, I am cautiously excited because <laughs> that that really just didn't go super well. Mm -hmm. Like, I mean, despite having some great people, I mean, I, I, I love Michael Fassbender and I mean, I can't yeah. say enough about his talent, but the movie just, yeah, it didn't it didn't represent Assassin's Creed very well. So um, hopefully by taking their time and making it a series, they can really do something interesting with it. Yep. And, and I'm, I mean, I'm, uh, I, I do have faith in Netflix as a production company. Um, sure. I don't know exactly who's, who's doing what, but you know, they've put out some great content, so I'm not worried about yep. that at all. I feel like there's the beginnings of a trend where they're, uh, taking a little more seriously video game ad adaptations. Maybe. Yeah, I agree. You know, because mm -hmm. there's you can do it with comic books. There's no reason you can't do it with video games. Absolutely. We're getting a more serious look at what seems like Uncharted, a Last mm -hmm. of Us series for, I think, HBO. Yep. Um, and then, I, and to me, this kind of got kicked off maybe by the, the guy making a big stink about Castlevania and doing Castlevania an animated, but you know, yes. in his way. Um, so, I don't know. There's a positive trend, I would say. I agree. I agree. Um, makes me happy. I mean, I like I said, I'm still a little nervous about, you know, Assassin's Creed and, and the way it translates to live action. Mm -hmm. um, but I think it, I think it makes more sense to do as live action, um, whereas like Castlevania absolutely makes more sense to do. As a as an animated sure. series, so I so I can appreciate those in their respective mediums, but it doesn't mean I'm not worried. But right, yep. hope, hopeful. Ho ho <laughs> hopefully, the Monster Hunter movie with uh, Mila Jovovich is uh, is going to be the final. It'll right. be the nail in the coffin for the terrible, non faithful video game adaptation. Right. So I mean, I haven't seen it. Maybe it's not terrible, but I'm just going to go on a limb here and say it's, it will be. Yeah. It's it's hard knowing so much about like Resident Evil. Yeah. It's hard to to watch that and then like play the video game and be like, what are these? How are these together? How yep. dare you call this Resident Evil? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, speaking of Resident Evil and mm -hmm. Halloweeny things, um, we spent some time watching some horror movies this week. Yes. Absolutely. Actually, so. Chris and I watched a horror movie a day this week. Wow. Well, so, that's pretty good. Yeah, yeah. We decided to kind of sit down and um, just, like, celebrate Halloween the whole week and just kind of watch something scary or scary-adjacent every day. Um, and by scary-adjacent, mm -hmm. I mean 
I I finally made Chris sit down and watch the original Adams Family movie because mm. or the '90s movie because he'd never seen it, and I just think that's a tra- absolute travesty. With with uh, is it Christina Ricci? That, yeah. Uh, yeah. Angelica Houston. Yeah. Christopher Lloyd. That's good. Yeah. What do you think of it? He loved it. He he really. Okay. So he had only seen like random clips of things and like you know mm-hmm. gotten it out of context you know you you kind of know what the adams family is so he had sort of got it but he was like really annoyed that i rewatch it every halloween and just like couldn't understand why i was so fascinated so i was like mm-hmm. okay so you're sitting down and you're watching this so then he was so excited about it he actually voluntarily sat down and watched adams family values which is not as good okay. i think because they get a little too campy um, but still like a, like a solid kind of B, maybe mm. C plus kind of movie. So that was fun. Yep. So I got to introduce him cool. to that. Nice. Yeah, yeah. We watched Carrie, the original, which I hadn't seen. Okay. Um, we watched, oh God, another like kind of terrible movie, Van Helsing. Terrible, awesome um. movie. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, um, I like the portrayal of Dracula in there, kind of. I, do I too. always love this sequence where Helsing like comes in there and then he's just like shouting and it echoes in there and stuff. He's got a good like dramatic flourish to him and stuff, you know. I yeah. Like... Yeah, Richard yeah. Richard Roxborough is the actor who plays Dracula and he is clearly like doing the best work in this movie. I yeah. mean, um mm-hmm. Not maybe his best work, but doing the best work out of everybody there. He's not phoning it in. You know, yeah. He's like, yeah. He's there it. 110%. And, and um, Pete uh, Davidson commented on Chris's, you know, status when he had updated that he was watching it and, you know, how it was a terrible movie. And he was saying, um, for the time, the special effects on the werewolves were pretty good. And I did have to agree, mm. like watching the the transformations and, you know, the kind of the way that they did that actually really wasn't bad um so sure. you know the the movie has bright spots but just on the whole of course it's it's pretty cringe worthy unfortunately some of the dialogue and the uh the plot holes that kind of just get rammed together to make a story but you know well it was yeah. it was kind of fun to to rewatch trying to hit that mummy magic again you yeah know, that mm-hmm. summer blockbuster kind of monster yep. flick action adventure thing of mm-hmm. the 90s or whatever you know and it's it's a delicate balance and that's why it really it's, is uh, um yeah they never can get it right again so yeah um one kind of movie that we did watch before i kind of get into you know our, our other topics for the day that i thought married um comedy and horror really well we watched happy death day which i'd never seen before and uh-huh. I thought it was really uh-huh. good. It's a okay. kind of basic quick summary. Um, a sorority girl wakes up on her birthday, kind of goes through her day, and then ends the day by getting killed, and then re-wakes up and starts her whole birthday over again. And it keeps mm-hmm. happening and keeps happening mm-hmm. until she figures out who kills her. Familiar. Yeah, I'm, I mean, they did actually make a sequel um, to it because it was so successful. Um so I, I know it's, and it's, they're both recent. The first one was made in 2017 and the re, and the uh, sequel was made in 2019. So I'm sure you've oh, okay. seen a trailer somewhere. Yeah. Um, haven't watched the sequel yet, but yeah, the first one was actually really good. Like it, it just kind of nice. surprised me with how, how it blended the, the humor and the horror very well. So would recommend. Okay, cool. Yeah. Mm. Isn't, doesn't feel like Groundhog Day too much. No, it actually makes a joke about Groundhog's Day, so nice. it's, it works. It's very like self-aware yeah. and funny. So I have no, again, I have no idea how the how the sequel goes and if it's you know the gimmick is used up by then. But yeah, the mm. first one's very good. So did you get to watching The Exorcist? Did you manage to? No, that's on our docket tonight. Okay. So. Nice. Yes, because cool. yesterday was uh, um, together we watched uh, Black Christmas. Okay, so you watched now. About. So, did you watch yesterday 
the newer one though, right? Yes. Yesterday was the newer one. I'd watched um, the first 1974 Black Christmas on my own uh, earlier in the week. Okay. So, okay. And then, so we both managed to watch the 74 Black Christmas. Mm -hmm. And then Hereditary. Yeah. Yeah. Tell me about that. Um, yeah, Hereditary. I, I enjoyed it. I didn't think it was. So we were talking about last week, the list of scariest. That's right. And it was what? Number four, I think. Yeah, it was up Um, there. And we were both like, we'd never really heard of this. So what? (laughs) I don't think it should have been that high. Okay. But I did like it. Okay. Do you think it's like still in a top 10 or is it like top 15? Even lower than that? I'm okay with it being on that list. Okay. <laughs> Somewhere in that. Well, yeah. the list goes up to like 35. So. I know. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's a big it's, gap between number four and number mm-hmm. 35. <laughs> it's hard to, it's really hard to rank that stuff, I think, because, I mean, obviously, like this was going up based on pulses, but right. it's hard because it depends on the mood you're in. Depends on the mood you're in, sure. the setting, if you're watching it by yourself or with others, you know, if you're mm-hmm. in a theater or at home. Like mm-hmm. it can really vary whether a movie is scary depending on your current mindset. Very and true. some movies you're you're sitting down and you're ready and you're in the dark and it has you like, you know, on the edge of your seat sort of thing. Mm-hmm. And sometimes you're more relaxed and you're just not that sucked in. Right. That every little thing is gonna be like, you know. Right. Uh, I I did appreciate that I don't think there were any jump scares really. Oh, okay. I mean, there was like one, there a bird hit a window, uh-huh. but really it was minimal. Like the movie really was about a uh, slow kind of build, creepy mm-hmm. sort of thing, okay. um, which I guess to me was sort of the, um, the downside to it. Like I like Ken like the slow build, but it was a slow build, and then it just became super depressing, really oh. sad before okay. it got like scary and and quite good. Sure, so, so kind of like a, original, a draggy middle. Yeah, yeah. You know, it was original. I think it was well done. It was well acted. Uh, so the cast was good. Okay. Um, and yeah, original. So it's not just retreading on. Everything that's been done before. Yeah, so. I mean that does that does mean a lot as we we kind of talked about this week. You know the popularity of remakes um, for horror movies because it does feel like so many horror movies are remakes. You know, like you mm-hmm. you just see a lot of the same stuff coming out. Even and and it's hard because so many of the original movies have so many sequels, and then you feel like. You know, we just had yep. like Freddie and Jason number nine, and now we're like starting over with, you know, Jason's coming back yep. or Nightmare on Elm Street, right. which I watched. Um, so, yeah, so originality, I think, does get to count for a lot when you make a horror movie. Yep. I think they, you know, they, the sad, depressing stuff really lend itself to making you take the film seriously. Sure. You know? And so that lets you potentially when crazy stuff happens you're taking that seriously too, because it was really grounded mm-hmm. um, earlier on in the film. Sure. So. Sure. Um, so yeah, remakes. So yeah. <laughs> you, so you watched, um, you said the remake of Nightmare on Elm Street. Yes. Made in 2010. Uh, I would not recommend anybody watch it. Oh, it doesn't it, make your list of favorites. It does not. No. Oh. I mean, the it's it's such like a faithful remake you know it's just it it hits kind of all the same plot points as the original does um but has none of the effect of the original it's just it's all been done before the special effects try to go too far in making it bloodier and you know there's more jump scare but it's just it's too much it it doesn't have that sort of like elegant simplicity and and terror that the first one holds um i would say the the very few bright spots of the movie are uh the lead rooney mara is is the main girl in the movie and um 
she does a great job. I mean, she's Rooney Mara. She's a great actress. And even though she's in this like very terrible remake, she still gives it her all. Um, So she's, she's fun to watch in that. And then I also think um, that they, they did a cool thing in um, switching Freddie's story around a little bit um, to be faithful to Wes Craven's like original idea Mm. that um, Freddie was going to be a child molester. And then they decided like, Oh, that's not really great. We don't really want to, you know, get into that. So they changed him to a child murderer in the first one. um, Cause I think the studio was just worried about how that was going to play out with audiences. And then in this one, they just decided like, no, we're, we're going to go for it. And I really don't think it was like that. I mean, it's it's awful. It's I'm trying not to make light of a topic, but right. I just don't think the the Depends difference. Depends on how it's done. Right? Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, it was it was introduced in a very scary, sad way where you understand why these parents just you know mm-hmm. freaked out and of course like end up originally murdering Freddie. Um, so that that all made sense to me, and I thought that that was tastefully done and well handled and and well done to go back to the original idea but yeah really a lot of other things just didn't work out like i said it was very special effects heavy um the mm. cgi that they used to do like freddy's kind of burn marked face i thought was pretty pretty crappy job um 2010 it's probably that it's that era where yeah. it wasn't good enough to really be using all the time you know right right and I get why they did it, of course, um, you know, to to make it look, you know, more like the actor's face, but had just been burned. Mm-hmm. And apparently they had studied like burn victims and tried to like mimic what would happen. But I just I just don't think the technology was there yet. So right. valiant effort. But yeah, overall, just not great. Skippable for sure. Well, we were looking at this uh, list of like. 25 best horror movie remakes yeah and it does seem like there are quite a few you know so often i kind of what what do you so what do you think like is it is it worth making remakes all the time to things does it pay Uh, off sometimes (laughs) i i feel like i could i could live my entire life or at least the next 50 years of my life and not go through another freddie or jason remake because it's just it's so saturated so inundated like i just can't handle some more of that but i mean some of my favorite horror movies like on this list are remakes like i love the remake of it i don't know at least part one i don't know a lot of people who don't love that remake i think it was absolutely well done Mm -hmm. and um you know, uh, a very smart move to do. I also, yep. one of my favorite remakes, Fright Night um, from 2011 with Anton Yelchin and, and Colin Farrell. Love that movie. A, a great idea to remake that movie. But yeah, like I said, I, I, I just think it's it's smarter to remake something that hasn't been done to death. And uh, yeah. if we could avoid Freddie and Jason for a while, that would be super. <laughs> Well, and, you know, avoiding remaking things that are really good already, but it seems like on this list, a lot of things were good and Mm well-received and were remade, and then the remake becomes the the classic. Yeah. So. It's very funny. um, Yeah, I don't know. You know, like you brought up, um, which one do you say there, the uh, Fright Night, you know, and talking Mm -hmm. about how that was you know, a near perfect suburban vampire film, you know, Mm -hmm. and Wallace new one is, is also really good. So I don't know. Yeah. You can't always poo poo it, I guess, you know? Yeah. I mean, if you have strong original material, I mean, in the right Mm -hmm. hands, it can still be strong, but I mean, obviously we know that, you know, that's not always the case. Mm-hmm. As as I was just talking about with I think Nightmare on Elm Street is a great original movie and then just absolutely butchered yep. in the 2010 remake. It it still is odd when someone wants to bother remaking something that's so good. So even if it often yeah. comes out better or becomes the classic, it's odd that that's what gets the green light. Mm-hmm. And it worries me for things like they always talk about a Harry Potter remake or something oh, like that or God, Lord of the Rings. You know, it's like. 
they want to update it for the times, you know? And but to why? Me, just, <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. It's like this story really deserves an update to be told now, you know? And it's like, mm -hmm. make it more relevant today. It's like, if a movie's great, like, that's part of the fun, as mm -hmm. we'll get to later with um, Black Christmas. Yeah. That it's in the 70s and you're dealing with the technology of the time. Yes, that we both is, loved that. Yeah, that's so much fun. And uh, I didn't get to see any of the newer ones, so you're going to have to tell me if I need to, to get there or to contrast here. Sure. But um, maybe we want to move into that then. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, to uh, to kind of seeg into Black Christmas, um, we when we were kind of planning out watching this, we both ended up learning that there, that this is a triple remake, where we've got the yeah. the 1974 version, the original Black Christmas. There's a 2006 version. There's another movie made in the 2000s called Black Christmas that has nothing to do with with this um, a concept, which I find very strange. And then there's the remake that happened just this last year um, in 2019. So it's a triple remake, much like uh, the number one remake um, from that list we, we were talking about, The Thing. Um, mm -hmm. It's like from the 1950s. I think it's like 1953 is the original one. And then it's 1982 is the number one remake. And then there's also a 2011 remake. So I, th I think so, this like triple remake idea is really interesting because what, what makes a movie then like worthy of the triple? Cause I don't know that black <laughs> Christmas is, <laughs> I mean, is it just, even though I liked uh, the 1974 one, I don't know. It's just, I mean, I, I get it when it, I guess when it's something that's so iconic and you know, when you, when you talk about superheroes now, it's like, okay, well, yeah. Superman mm -hmm. will never go away because everyone knows Superman. Does right. everyone know Black Christmas? Is right. that going to bring everyone into the theater? Because, hey, name recognition. There's going to be a few, you know, there's a cult following to Black Christmas or whatever. And people are going to, you know, I don't know. It just. It didn't uh, seem like it. Yeah. And I it, I was looking up Black Christmas reviews very well. A lot yes. of people love it. They yes. say um, this is the, like, Halloween slasher that should be remembered versus like uh halloween or something like that oh interesting so, yeah i didn't i didn't think it was that big but it it must have been i i would have thought like i get the thing being remade three times um you know and it's far enough out like 50s 80s 20 2011 like that's you know that feels far enough apart where you could still draw name recognition like it's one of the classic like monsters of old hollywood that's you know being new but yeah i just i didn't hadn't realized that black christmas was like such a big draw and i and i really liked the uh the 1970s movie i mean i really thought they did a great job and it and it definitely earned a place i think among great movies of halloween but yeah i just yep. hadn't realized that so many people loved it so much yeah i don't know i just it's just so always so sad the um, seemingly out of original ideas, yes, you know, kind of thing. But I don't know. You know, um, Invisible Man, um, right, was just know, recently. recently made now, mm -hmm. and I mean that's been done a couple times, and this latest one was good. You yep. know, so I mean, I don't know, but. Um, yeah, it's hard yeah, to predict, I, I, just, I think, what what's going to make yeah. the remake good, even if it's good original material. But yeah, there there is a sense of both enjoying a movie and then also wishing that Hollywood could just write mm -hmm. an original good horror movie, yep. too. Well, like you're talking, so, you know, you kind of thought of this idea because of the Exorcist being remade. Yes. And there yes. is, you know, Uproar. there is subtlety here because uh, a lot of people love The Exorcist. Yes. Um, but if you watch it now as someone that has not seen it, I'm not spoiling anything here. Just mm -hmm. it's like you can see the strings, you know. Sure. Like, yeah. It's it's it, it is outdated in a mm -hmm. number of ways. Mm -hmm. Um, and I can understand the urge to want to 
um, to modernize that. Um, yeah. I, uh, I, there's a charm I, too. To, <laughs> right. <laughs> I, uh, I don't disagree with their choice to remake it. I disagree, and what I think has fans in such an uproar, I disagree with the notion that the studio said they promised they would never remake it. They're, like, on record in an interview saying we will never <laughs> remake The Exorcist. Why would you do that? I don't no, know. that's foolish. Yep. So now, of course, people are just absolutely livid that they've broken yeah. their promise in remaking The Exorcist. And I I think perhaps it does have some overblown status as like such a cult classic and an icon of horror movies. You know, it's not like, you know, we should consider this movie untouchable um, because as we've learned, no movie really is. But right. I, I mean, if you're going to go on record and promise not to do it, then just don't do it. Yeah. I mean... I, I don't know how that could be any clearer. You know, you're you're obviously going to piss off fans, and that's exactly what they're doing. So, yeah, so that's kind of why I, I thought of, like, talking about remakes this week, because yeah. people are just absolutely livid. And uh, well, I don't know that this I, – I don't know if this movie is going to do well, if there's going to be enough fans that are, like, boycott the movie, or if mm -hmm. because it causes such a controversy, people are going to flock to see what they yeah. did to it. Don't know. Yep. It's a gamble. Well, the only thing they can do, I'd say, to you know, it's like put their money where their mouth is now. Like, right? Yeah. Now, now it has you know. to be good. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's gonna be really good. <laughs> Pressure's on. And there's been so many exorcism scenes since The Exorcist. Mm -hmm. Now, right? You know, it's been done a lot. Right. Right. So, are you gonna bring something new to it? Or are you just gonna? like try to stay really true uh mm -hmm. and that's what's going to you know you hopefully win people over right but i mean there's been some crazy exorcism scenes now mm -hmm. it's not like when this first came out and it was something that was shocking and new to audiences so absolutely yeah okay well black christmas the yeah. much remade black christmas 1974 <laughs> version i realized partway through so I went into my Apple TV app, yep. Black Christmas, tells me where I can watch it. Yep. I can watch it through Pluto TV. Okay. Uh, which is which is free. It's ad supported, so there's ads in the middle or whatever. But yep. that meant I was watching the television cut, which is not a thing you want to do on a slasher, <laughs> on a slasher film. Absolutely. So every so. I hopefully didn't miss anything too important, but I definitely didn't see any of the gore. They yeah. like put a big blur dot over. Oh, like, really? All the things. Yeah. Really? Okay. I mean, she, the the when the caretaker was like flipped off the one guy even like. Oh, really? Oh my god, yep. that's so funny. Oh so. my gosh, yeah. So I uh, I watched it on Tubi, like T U B I. Oh, okay. Um, and it had like everything going on. Um, I did watch, I mean, it did have ads of course in between everything. Um, but yeah, no, we, I had the full, like there's swearing, there's fingers, there's, <laughs> you know, <laughs> hooks in people's heads, spoiler alert. Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah, so that is unfortunate oh, for you. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. Yep. I, well, and that was interesting. They, I, they did show the hook in uh um, oh the in the the yeah, dorm mother bad, but i was looking some but stuff the finger up like, <laughs> yeah that, well, that's not okay heaven forbid and then it sounded like someone's eyeball was in someone's hand yes at one point you know like i so i didn't see that okay um, just, but, interesting um, interesting oh that that must have well, changed your movie going experience just a tad Yep. Yep. Just a bit. Um, <laughs> Andrea, your picture froze. Oh, no. Yeah. I'm sorry, guys. Just frozen with fright. Ah. Um, um, okay. Probably it's just, uh, maybe Alan, if you want to throw up technical difficulties or something and uh, hang up and just come back. Sure. Um, that sounds good. Let's see if that works. All right.
Am I back? You look you look good to me here. Move. Motion is happening. <laughs> All right. Sweet. So what were your uh, overall thoughts of Black Christmas 1974 version? Yeah. And uh, should I be watching the 2019 remake? Okay, so starting with 1974, mm -hmm. I liked this movie a lot. Uh, I liked it more at the end. It was a very, very slow build um, to kind of the real scare because you had you had these very like intermittent scary parts. I thought you know kind of when you when you see the killer, um, I thought it was very clever that you only see like the killer's hands or you saw like the killer's sure. eye peeking out. It was it was very That's effective cool. and and scary. Yeah. Um, kind of really enjoyed that aspect but you had these like intermittent murders but but then like very normal everyday activity sort of happening in between that broke the tension of those murders so i i really liked that because it's very simple it's effective when you're just like waiting and waiting and waiting for this thing to like build up and then i thought the last like kind of 20 minutes of the movie really were the payoff of oh my gosh we realized the killer's inside the house like you mm -hmm. know our main girl is in there with a bunch of other people how's she gonna get out like the police can't reach her so i i thought it was all it all led up to like this really solid conclusion of the movie so i really liked it i thought it was great yeah i i definitely enjoyed it as well i was kind of it was kind of strange to me the way they finished the film but yes. it is sort of that classic, um, I mean, brought to the, in the fullest way, the mm -hmm. killer is still on the loose or, you know, yes. it's, uh, so, but we can kind of imagine how it goes, I guess, you know, mm -hmm. or it's up to you to decide, but, uh, right. I thought it was an interesting choice anyways. Right. Um, I agree. I liked the cast mm -hmm. generally. I thought the killer was, um was like you say um convincingly creepy you know mm. the phone calls were well done yeah um i was scared you know it's like that's not good um yeah. and i love that lois lane is in it yes margot yeah. kidder uh-huh yep your 70s like nerdy doppelganger is in i there. know i saw her <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes yes um, yeah, I, I, I thought it was kind of fun. I, I, like I, you said, I liked the cast. I liked, um, these kind of, this kind of group of women in a sorority house, you know, they were very like clearly progressive for the seventies, um, mm. you know, kind of very free and open and, and drinking, talking about having sex and, you know, the, the, the film didn't kind of shy away from them being a little bit more open, um, promiscuous i kind of didn't couldn't tell if they were taking like a supportive stand or like a critical stand on that but i didn't think it it needed to be like too overt whereas like the 2019 version does take a very like sort of almost like pseudo political hmm. you know cultural stance on like the concept of femininity so but i just thought it was interesting that they sort of bring it up um as like kind of like a side happening to this movie is like these these women are very progressive for their time, and that's sort of like a tangential issue that's running through the movie. I just like a story that is like honest or truthful. Like it yeah. doesn't have to necessarily take it. Like there is some definitely some heavier issues in this. You know, like to talk about abortion and stuff. It yeah. doesn't have to be a stance on it. Just right. Like, this just is that it's stuff that happens. These right. are conversations that exist, you know, these are right. like, and, um, so yeah, it's just, um, and I think that just adds validity to the film, you know, if you're just going to have, have something be honest. Um, yeah, I agree. It's more something. Right. It's, it's more like that. This is just like an issue that is present, um, yeah. you know, and, and they have to grapple with it. Um, rather than like, let's, let's take a, a stance or an angle on it. So, yep. but it did, it did sort of shock me just like the amount of like profanity and like, 
talking about, you know, like when they're at the police station, kind of first reporting these very creepy phone calls um, that get very real when they're, mm-hmm. when they're, you know, the killer's like shouting like nasty words through the phone. Um, you know, they're at the police station talking about fellatio, just like mm-hmm. just talking about it. I was like, wow, I just wasn't, you know, kind of quite expecting that tone from this movie. So it was kind of I'm a sure. very, very funny break from the tension. They're crazy college sorority girls, you know? Yeah, like, clearly. That's, that's the way it goes. Mm-hmm. And uh, speaking of which, in that encounter with detect, well, Officer Nash. What yes. Bozo there. Yes. <laughs> the incompetent Officer Nash. <laughs> Not very good. Not very good at his job. No. Um, I loved um a lot of things about this. I see we both noted noted like um how can you not how can you not use an inhaler? Like you don't understand how Yeah. That, like nobody knew how to like like use an inhaler. It was like upside down and like not really in her mouth. They weren't like pushing the medication and it was weird. Yep. It was bad. It just like took me right out of the movie. For something that, you know, for a movie that did so many other things so realistically, like I'm not sure how they missed how to use an inhaler. <laughs> the stuff I loved about this film the most, I think, was just that it was in the seventies. And the reality yeah. of having this film take place in the seventies. And I know that's a lot of a lot of things, but I love them coming in to physically wiretap the phones. Yes. And then, that uh, was one of my to favorite parts. Run and trace the number. Like it was a good yes. suspense moment. Can we get there? And can I get there in time? You know, keep him on the phone long enough. Yes. You know, that stuff. That's, that was very enjoyable. And I, it, I it agree. It was enough to do away with the like moments where someone just keeps repeating like, uh, who is it? Who is it? Yeah. Who's there? <laughs> Who is it? <laughs> Who is it? As you keep like getting closer to the closet and then you get right. strangled. It's like, wh- wh- what? You know? Um, <laughs> so there's a few moments where it's like, that's all you yeah. have to say. Like maybe, I don't know. You couldn't but, think of anything else. <laughs> I know. Yeah. Like, or maybe if I'm actually expecting that someone's there, I don't go there. Right. You know? Yeah. Uh, uh, so, yeah. Yeah. Otherwise. I agree. I thought I thought some of the police work, you know, when it when we were dealing with our more competent detective and his partner, you know, wiretapping the phones um, and like you said, tracing the line was was much more interesting. Um, and, and, you know, like it's it's something I never had known how that worked, like putting a tap, yeah. on, like a literal tap on a phone or tracing the telephone lines. It just like had never really occurred to me that that's how they used to have to go about it. So that was pretty cool. Yeah. Um, I do also think like the actual medium of a telephone call and them realizing, you know, at the end that it's coming inside from inside the house, Mm -hmm. like it's the literal same phone line was very cool. It was very effective. Whereas like the 2019 version, you have text messages because of course Mm -hmm. it's 2019, nobody answers their phone, you know. We all just yeah. get like DMs or text messages or whatever. So it just it just doesn't have the quite the same feel of like listening to someone, you know, as in this movie, they like freak out over the phone and, and just start, you know, yelling all this like crazy nonsense um, yeah. at them or like repeating their conversations. What that was freaky to me, like the, you know, on the phone, like this guy's obviously in the house and been listening to them, but they can't figure that out. So they're like, how does this person know what I've been saying? So, yeah, that was just far more effective to me. Well, you should tell me now, then. Should <laughs> we be um, putting a, a, a bullet in um, the this 2019 remake and potentially the other remake to go back and forth? Or is this movie not worth watching? Or... You let me know. Ooh, yeah. Because <laughs> I see your notes here, but I haven't read them. Yes. Uh, um, should I be watching this? Is it is it worthy? Ah, uh, it's. I mean, okay. So here's what I would say about it. I would say, no. Do not go out of your way to watch it. It's cool if it's like happens to be on 
and you want to watch it um, because, you know, you do kind of compare like new to old. It, it is kind of fun to like, right. like, oh, that's the analog for that or, the, oh, that's what they're doing with that here. Um, also, spoiler alert, Carrie Elwes makes a, makes a guest cameo in this movie, and I love that man. He could just cameo in anything. Um, <laughs> but on the whole, yikes. Yikes! Really? I I see where it got the uh, the poor reviews because so much of the original story they just they didn't translate well and they kind of transformed the killer in a way that's very dumb. You know okay. what I mean? Like like the the there's the same there's the same notion of this like slow buildup. Um, where, you know, you have these moments of like, oh my gosh, somebody's getting murdered or somebody's getting attacked. And then, you know, just this total flip back to like regular everyday life. And so you're kind of waiting again for those, you know, that big showdown at the end, mm -hmm. but it does not pay off. <laughs> it's, it's very, um, it gets a little more supernatural rather than horror without giving too much away. Um, it's, it's, there's like kind of this like supernatural magical element that happens that I just don't think is necessary. I don't think it's very effective. Um, it's too pointed and it's just far more effective to have this like crazy insane killer that you have in sure. the, in the seventies version. Because I, I mean, I didn't even understand, um, some of the motives for the 1974 killer. Um, right. you know, he, he yep. didn't make a whole lot of sense scary. to me. But yeah, that's that's very effective. I mean, he kept repeating throughout the movie, you know, the names Agnes and Billy. I didn't figure out until the end that his name was Billy. I still have no idea what those characters actually have to do with anything or what they mean. But he clearly had some sort of like trauma that happened and just like broke him. And that's why he kept collecting these girls up in the attic and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, that that was all very effective just because it was just so it was so random. It was so almost, you know, meaningless as to why he chose this house and chose these girls to terrorize. Whereas the 2019 it's, it's too planned and too perfect. What is so creepy frat army using some sort of black magic? Yep. <laughs> what? That's a yep. departure. Yep. It is. <laughs> yeah. That's uh. yeah. I mean, that tells you kind of all, like all you need to know. It's it is. It's like a it's a literally sorority versus fraternity like showdown in the 2019 version. Oh my goodness. And it's just it's oh. overblown, it's overproduced, it's very like almost actiony. You know, it doesn't even become a horror movie at that point and it just doesn't feel scary anymore. Huh. Because you have this sort of like battle royale. So, yeah, just just but, underwhelming, underwhelming. So, but then the the other house is all bad, like the fraternity. Yes. Yeah. OK. Yep. Mm. I mean, like I said, I, I would like throw it on sometime or or if it, you know, you just happen to catch it and like watch some of it because mm -hmm. there's some moments that are entertaining. They have some cool imagery um, some smartly produced moments, and I think the end will actually make you laugh instead of be afraid. <laughs> but I mean, I I just wouldn't I wouldn't deliberately go out of anyone's way to watch it. Huh. Okay. Um. Okay. So so you're saying I, I'm I'm just very interested in your comments now here and stuff. So. The men create an army to battle the out yeah. of line. So the women are being, they're doing something wrong in their mind. Yes. They're yes. Um, they're not like good little 1950s, you know, suburban housewives who make mm -hmm. your sandwich and are waiting for you when you come home from work. And they have ideas about, you know, well, they just have ideas, which how dare you. Mm -hmm. And um, um, so part of this is, that Carrie Elwes, I guess I'm just gonna spoil mm. the whole thing, because you're because you're really you really just really shouldn't watch it. Uh, <laughs> Carrie Elwes is a professor on this college campus. Um, there's a petition going around against him to get him fired. He also happens to be the head of this like fraternity house, and okay. um, 
wants to get revenge on this like group of sorority sisters because they're trying to get him fired. A, um, they tried to change his classroom because he's teaching the classics and they want more content from women. He so he's a literature professor and they want you know more content being taught from female authors. Um, so he's really upset about that. And then also one of the um, fraternity brothers um, attacked and nearly raped one of the the sorority sisters. So they they lar- they lobbied a a, a, um, a charge against that fraternity brother um, who ended up getting off um, because they said there wasn't enough evidence to prove what he did. So like this, I mean, they're really set up to like pit pit against each other from the beginning, and then. Mm-hmm. Carrie Elwes discovers in like the bust of the college's founder, like some deep source of like black magic that allows him to turn this whole fraternity into like an army of dude bros who would like to see things return to the way they were, where you could just like do whatever you wanted with women and they didn't have opinions. They weren't trying to get you fired. And so, yeah. Nice. So they like one by one attack all the women of this sorority so that's another departure. It's like multiple killers sh- keep showing up. Um, Cause I thought, you know, there was one killer. I saw him. I mean, I didn't see him. He was kind of like masked and stuff like that. Um, but you saw him and you saw him got, get taken down sort of three quarters of the way through the movie. And I was like, Oh, okay, well that's interesting. And then another guy showed up and then another guy showed up and I was mm. like, okay. Okay. So. so yeah, definitely sounds less, less scary. It than- is. It's, it kind of it starts out as a scary movie and sort of morphs into an action movie and it just doesn't work out at all. Huh. So interesting. Yeah. It's okay. it's a concept that could have been interesting if it was more like centered on Carrie Elwes instead of him, like I said, making this sure. like army making of frat army. bros. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um right. but because this happens, it just sort of stretches the believability so far. And like I said, this ending scene like sets up all these sorority sisters to like literally come in and fight fraternity brothers. And it's just like this weird thing. It's weird. They could have made it more of a cult. Like if they wanted to do this sort of thing where they had some sort of like long cult following sort of that. uh, Yeah, it sort of tries to tap into that and it just it doesn't work very well. Mm. I mean, like I think if it. Yeah, maybe it could have been done better, but it just it doesn't it doesn't work out because this whole like weird black magic-y thing is just so yep. like wildly unbelievable. Like that yeah. Carrie Elwes is like the founder knew this would happen one day, so he like hid yeah. a source of black magic within himself. And I'm like, "What?" Like this guy just like knew sometime in the future women were just apparently going to be people with ideas and so decided to like go out and find some black magic and hide it away for when people need it so that we can return to, I don't know. Wow. Yeah. Wow. He's playing yeah. a long game, but yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's it's become, it's like Harry Potter. I mean, this is just a different wizarding school now, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah. It's this was, this house is going to get kicked out, you know, yep, and yep. they're going to, yeah. Okay. It's yeah, it it just it takes just such a sharp turn that I just was really disappointed in the movie. Well, are you enticed to watch the other remake? I am because I I want to see if it's uh, if it's anything like the 1974 version or if it's anything like the 2019, Mm -hmm. you know, we're just going to like wildly veer in this (laughs) very opposite direction. Yeah. 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 So I'd be intrigued to watch the 2006 version just to to see. Um, it's got uh, oh gosh, uh, Michelle Trachtenberg in it. Hmm. Um, Who, who's that? Oh boy, Harriet the Spy. Um, she's Buffy's little sister on Buffy the Vampire Slayer. She's in Gossip Girl. Um, God, what other what other movies has oh. she been in? Yep. I've seen her. Euro trip, I think. Right? Like one of those. I don't know. I guess I've seen that. I think maybe. Yeah. It's one of those like 2000s, like road trippy, stupid teenage comedy things. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Euro trip. Yes. Thank you, Alan. (laughs) 
Oh yeah. So Harry, yeah, Harry the Spy, Ice Princess, Seventeen again, Buffy the Vampire oh, Slayer, right. and Euro Trip. Those like notable. Yep. Ones here it seems like. Yep. Huh. Yeah, she's uh she's noted for being the most hated character in the entire Buffy universe. Really. Yes. Yes. Her storyline right. makes zero sense with the way they just like slam her in there. Like suddenly she's uh-huh. Buffy's little sister who just like shows up out of the blue. It's <laughs> oh, it's the worst. It is the worst. It's like painful. I've got to watch that sometime. You do. <laughs> I know how passionate you are about that. And right. I know there's a big following. I, I have trouble going back to network television things, but knowing <laughs> the time period it's made in, you know, and knowing the impact it's had. It is um, some solid Joss Whedon work. Like for for a while, it does. Towards the end, you do get a little like you, you know, we're we're stretching some things here. But but I would really say seasons one through five are very solid. But what was that movie we just saw where they just slammed Whedon? In the middle oh, of it, I right? know. Oh, I know. Oh, that was so good. Because uh, oh. I honestly am not a big Joss Whedon fan anymore. Like it seemed like he was gonna have. You know, oh, he's yeah. got stuff going for him, and then I don't know. It's yeah, sort of... this this is. I think this is early in his work where we're still seeing like some of the promise of Joss Whedon. You know, mm-hmm. he did he did have like some really good years and some really good Buffy years, um, and then yeah, he he does get a little tired and played out. God, mm-hmm. I can't I can't think of. What we had watched that was so yeah. funny that they just like we both noted it that they slammed weed. Yeah, yeah, I see. So, yeah, he had, I guess, before he got really big, mm-hmm. it was Firefly, yeah, Angel Buffy, yep, Dr. Horrible. Oh, I love Dr. Horrible. Then it started going down. I mean, he had Avengers, you know, I think. Everybody then thought this is going to be the guy. Right. But then it's like uh, Age of Ultron. Oh, that wasn't as good. And then screenplay for Justice League. Oh, it's not as good. Yeah. Just, uh, yeah. Yeah, he's he's on a little bit of a downward slide. Maybe he can pick himself up, but yeah. Yeah, I I mean, I would. Shyamalan. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But I would, I would, yeah, I would highly recommend Buffy, of course. I I have sat Chris down and started making him watch it because it is so important to me. But yeah, like I said, I would I would be interested to to kind of rewind the clock, um, go back and and watch the 2006 version of Black Christmas just to see what's in there. <laughs> All right. Well, there you have it, everyone. Um, that's our Halloween episode. I suppose we should have dressed up, huh? Should have had like. I know. Stuff on. I know. I didn't think about it. That was Nathan Drake yesterday, uh, but that's pretty. That's a pretty plain costume, so it's not solid. Fancy. I could have just put on a wig or something. What did uh, What did Ashley do? She um, she was a Grey Warden from Dragon Age. Oh, sure. So um, she has improved her outfit. Yeah. So she's got like more plate metal armor for it to go on. So. Yep. Yep, pretty good. Nice. Yeah, I did. I mean, I've seen that costume before, but I would love to to see it now, like you well, said, no. with, with the new improvements, because I did think it yep. was pretty good back then, too. So, yeah. Yep. So, well, I don't know. We got, uh, you know, Thanksgiving is next. So, Thanksgiving. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. It's about uh, turkeys. And yeah. Stuff. Um. The, the only thing I can think of is... Uh, I was watching yesterday. They had a whole Simpsons Treehouse of Horror marathon going on. And for some of them, like I think three of them, they decided to be like, oh, we never do anything about Thanksgiving. So they made Thanksgiving themed Halloween Treehouse of Horror episodes, which was actually kind of funny. (laughs) So I was just like, oh, okay. I guess, you know, yeah, nobody really makes a movie about Thanksgiving. Nobody really, you know does a whole bunch about it so all right well all right um everybody should follow us on the social media networks 
go to YouTube, like that, subscribe, mm -hmm. watch all our content there, check out our website. Um, our theme is brought to you by Killing the Flower, and you should check out their content on Instagram and YouTube and Spotify. And um, yeah, we're getting close to returning back to normal. We'll probably be watching another show weekly coming up pretty soon. Um, and, uh, yeah, otherwise, you know, feel free to yell at us in the comments. Tell us what we should watch. I'm excited for you to watch The Exorcist, see what you think of that. Yes, I, I'm I super pumped. Same. So, yeah. Otherwise, this has been Popcast on the Rocks, episode 36. I'm John, and uh, thanks for joining me, Andrea. Of course. Cheers, everyone. <laughs>